Hello, this is Bayo Fadjuba. We're so excited that you are joining us today. If you're a part of our DCH family, whether in person or online, we would love to connect with you. Please find us on Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram, or you can even join us on our website at www.dch.church. We can also get you plugged in via the Church Center app where you can find our connect groups, upcoming events, as well as given options if you would like to help us spread the gospel of Jesus everywhere. I hope this word today blesses you, encourages you, and inspires you to greatness. Let's get started. So let's go to the scriptures. Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter 8 verses 10 to 11. We would read together as a church family. And I want you to project your voice because there is certain power that comes with the delivery and the, 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 the corporate confession of scriptures. So let's read together. Genesis chapter 8 verses 10 to 11. One, two, go. Another seven days. And again, he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came back to him in the evening. And behold, in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. We talked about the storm, the dove. And the olive leaf. Everybody goes through one storm or the other. If you're, you've never experienced any storm in your life, maybe you're still very young. Or should I say, just wait for it. A storm does not necessarily have to destroy and devastate or change negatively the course and the trajectory of your life. A storm at times can be a refining fire that draws you closer to God and makes you stronger. So everyone at certain phase, certain stage in life, we all pass through one disappointment or the other. For someone like me growing up, I never really had any problems until I failed in law school. When you've been a consistent, you've never failed any examination in your life. And there are times your parents even take for granted that, you know, their exams are difficult. Suddenly, you get to college and you fail. And because of that one course you failed, you had to repeat the whole year. My father almost disowned me. Because the only explanation for that, the only thing that changed in my life was that I had given my life to Christ. So the only thing he could point to that led to the failure was the distraction of serving God and all that. It was a storm. 
but I survived it. I went on. I repeated the class, of course, and went on to pass and became a lawyer. I don't know what storm you may be going through in your life. But through every storm, stability and peace comes with knowing that the Holy Spirit is still with you in the midst of it. The confidence that in the thick of darkness, that God is still God and he's still your God. He's still your father. And he's working things out in your favor. It brings stability and peace and calmness. And that's the difference between us and those who do not have Jesus or those who do not have a relationship with Jesus. For when Jesus Christ is in the boat of your life, the boat may go through a shaking, but you know that the master is in your boat. You can call on him. Master, this is too much for me. And like he did for the apostles, the Bible said he got up and he spoke to the storm, peace be still. And the storm became absolutely calm. For them, they were paralyzed and fear gripped them. That what manner of power is this? That the power can cause storms to obey his voice. Whatever it is that you need for stability and peace this year, 2022, the God we serve understands the language of the storm. He can speak to the storm and the storm would become calm. It's important for you to know that the God we, you and I we serve is a God that understands the language of every season in life. He's the God that understood the language of grasshoppers. He spoke to the grasshoppers. He said, go afflict Pharaoh so that Pharaoh may let you go. Whatever it is that needs to let you go so that you can become all that God has destined you to become this year, God will speak to them in a language they understand. The same God in the book of Acts, when power came down, when God decided to move in a different dimension, the Bible said, and the spirit of the Lord came down and it was like cloven tongues of fire and they began to speak and the people who were gathered from Mesopotamia, from everywhere, they began to hear them speak out in their own language such that the gospel was preached in their own language and fear gripped them because they said these are Jews. They are not Roman citizens. How come they can speak our language? Whatever language heaven needs to speak, maybe the enemy has been speaking the voice of divorce in your, in your life, in your marriage. God will counter it and he would speak a word into that marriage that will bring it back together in the name of Jesus Christ. Maybe cancer is the language you've been hearing. God can speak to cancer and cancer will obey his voice in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to be at peace because it's the turn of Jehovah to move in your life. You might have noticed other things moving. 
Heaven wants me to tell you, it's the time for Yonah to move. It's God's turn to move. God will move and he would quiet every noise that has brought fear and intimidation into your life in the name of Jesus Christ. It's time for God to move over your storms. The ones in the past, the ones in the present, and the ones that you may encounter in the future. And the power of the dove. The Bible tells us in that same scripture, Genesis chapter 8, the Bible said the whole earth had just gone through a major pandemic, a major storm, a major storm that devastated and destroyed every human life. Anything that was alive, death struck through the storm. Yet the Bible said, Noah sent forth the dove, and the dove came back with an green, freshly plucked olive leaf in its mouth which was a clear word and a clear message of life. I want you to picture in your mind, just if we can close your eyes and imagine the after effect of the tornado that visited Kentucky. Just put yourself in the middle of that storm. You're standing there, everything totally wiped out. I'm sure Noah was totally confused. The stench of human flesh that had become rotten. Animals that had become rotten. All sorts of debris everywhere. And here it was. The Bible said, and the dove came with a green olive in its mouth. In the middle of total confusion and darkness, where there's no direction at all, the Holy Spirit still speaks. May you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in the midst of storms in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible speaking concerning prophet Elijah. The Bible said there was a time God said to him, go to the side of the mountain. I want to have fellowship with you. And the Bible said, and as he went, there was a sudden wind. The wind was so bad that it rocked everything. There was noise and there was destruction. As if that was not enough. Immediately after the wind, the Bible said there was an earthquake. I pray none of us ever goes through a major earthquake in our lives. There are physical earthquakes that are as bad and devastating as financial, spiritual, emotional earthquakes. This year, you will not go through any of such in the name of Jesus. The Bible says there was an earthquake. You can imagine a storm followed by an earthquake, followed by fire. If one did not destroy, the other would complete what the other one started. Whatever was left of the destruction, fire would consume completely. 
every negative token in our lives, tokens of affliction, tokens of pain from the past, tokens of curses, tokens that had limited us, tokens of addiction, tokens of character defects through the lineage, paternal and maternal. Today we command, let the earthquake of God, let the wind of God, let the fire of God combine together, begin to roast them in the name of Jesus Christ. But the Bible tells us, in the midst of all this, Elijah did not hear. The Bible said God was not there until God showed up as a still small voice. There was wind. There was an earthquake. Wind does not usually, is not usually silent. Even when there's nothing to shake, the blowing of the wind in your ears alone makes enough noise. Followed by an earthquake, followed by the devastating destructive move of fire. Yet God was not there. And God showed up in a still small voice. There may just have been so much noise around you. The noise of failure. The noise of negative things going on. The noise of COVID-19 killing people. The noise of people that never survived one satanic sickness, affliction, or the other. But God wants me to tell you in a still, small voice. It may be so still, it may be so small, that if you don't listen, if heaven does not open your ears as we're trusting God, he will do today. You may miss that voice. God wants you to know that this is not unto death, it is unto life. For the same olive that came, it came with, I mean, the same dove that came, came with an olive leaf. And the green olive leaf signifies life. You can imagine the devastation after a tornado. In the midst of that, God was speaking life. In the midst of darkness, God was speaking life. It doesn't matter how deep, how wide, how huge the problem had been. It's important for every one of us to know that the God we serve is the God that can bring life out of the dead. The Bible said Jesus stood by the tomb of Lazarus. Lazarus had been dead for three days. The Bible even confirmed that his sisters who loved Lazarus to death said that not just that he's dead, he will be stinking by now. Maybe your case had passed dying, your marriage or your situation had gone beyond death. It's now stinking. It's now confirmed dead, deader and deadest. If there's anything like that, it's incurably bad. It's a terrible situation. Jesus Christ. Jehovah wants you to hear the voice, the still small voice saying that beyond death there is life. That there is a God that can speak life into every dead situation. There is a God that can command your Lazarus to come out of the dead. 
the prodigal to come back home in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible speaking concerning death because the opposite of life is death. In Acts chapter number 2 verse 24, the Bible speaking in the New International Version of the Bible, the Bible said God raised Jesus from the dead, freeing Jesus from the agony of death. Whatever has brought agony to your life, whatever has brought emotional agony, whatever has brought psychological agony, whatever has brought painful financial agony to you, today God, God Almighty would move. He would send His Holy Spirit to over, over you and there will be healing like the balm of Gilead for you in the name of Jesus. The Bible, the B part of that scripture, Acts chapter number 2 verse 24b, the Bible said, for death could not hold him, for death could not keep its hold on him. Whatever had a hold on you that seemed not to have let go up till now, I stand under God and I declare, I decree, for death could not hold Jesus bound. For death could not keep him down. Nothing would be able to keep you from moving. Nothing will be able to keep you down. This new year in the name of Jesus Christ, you've come to keep an appointment with God. You've come to keep an appointment with purpose and destiny. You've come to keep an appointment with a new beginning. You've come to keep an appointment with greatness today. Death cannot hold you down. Powers of hell cannot hold you down. In the name of Jesus Christ. When God moves church, he breaks off the hold of tradition in our lives. When we look at Genesis to Revelation, we see God in action, always on the move. From Egypt to the wilderness to the promised land. Each time he said, carry the ark of the covenant. Tell the story to your children and your children's children. When Jesus was asked, where do you stay? He said, foxes have holes. Birds have nests. He said, but the son of man has no place. It's not that Jesus could not afford a house, but the glory was moving. It was always in motion because the glory of yesterday is not sufficient for the dimension of the glory God is bringing you into. It's like God raising someone. There was a time you were single, you were trusting God to be married. Now you are married. You feel that, in fact, that's what I was counseling someone I said, you took this wedding day thing too far because it's like some people, all they are waiting for, all they are, especially ladies, all they are waiting for is just let me get married. My whole life will be, everything is solved. But there is a glory beyond just the wedding day glory. There is a glory of carrying your first child in your hand. Oh, that feeling cannot be explained with words. The excitement, the joy you feel the first time you hold that baby in your hand. Everyone trusting God 
to get married. This would be your year in Jesus' name. Everyone trusting God for a new baby. This would be your year in Jesus' name. But there is a glory beyond just even having children. You transition to becoming a grandfather or a grandmother. That's another dimension of glory. When you see that first grandchild, oh God, it's different from the glory of holding your first baby. So from glory to glory, God is taking all of us. And he wants us to understand this. As he moves, he wants us to move. As he speaks, he wants us to obey. As he guides, he wants us to follow. But there are times, church, that human tradition can become a stronghold that can keep us in the past. Because it's been so good, you never want to let go of a past experience. But until you let go, at times, the new will not come. Until you open your arms and you let go, the God may not deposit into your hands the new thing he has for you. There are some of us sitting down here trusting God for new relationships. But the guy that broke your heart the last time you dated, sincerely speaking, you've not let go. You are still holding on to him. In fact, you still lie on the bed with him, imagining him beside you. There are some of us, all heaven is asking, I've got someone better. The negative things he spoke into your life, he said you are not good enough and you believe the lie. He said you are not tall enough and you believe the lie. She said you will never amount to anything and you believe that teacher. And you've carried that thing with you all your life. It's a new year. Year 2021 has gone. Let them go with 2021. So that God can introduce you to the new thing he's got for you. There are some people, because of the hurts of the past, we've not been able to trust again. We've not been able to open our hearts again. I pray to God today that the God of heaven will heal your heart. For what God and what God wants to deposit in your hands and where God is taking you to, he needs someone with a compassionate heart and a loving heart. You are completely perfect for God's next level. But he needs to cut off the hardness of the heart so that you can trust again, love again, for him to deposit the next thing he has into your hands. The Bible speaking in the book of Colossians chapter 2, talking about this matter of tradition. Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 to 9. The Bible Paul said, he said, be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit based on human tradition. Philosophers 
are naturally extremely intelligent people. And there are all sorts of strange philosophies of man. There are all sorts of Eastern religion, things that make intelligent sense. Things that when people, these people talk, they sound smart. They speak sound, impeccable, logical English. Yet, based on scripture, because the things of God, they are spiritually discerned. And the Bible says at times it is foolishness to the intelligent, the smart, and the wise. But there are some of us, we've been deceived by the logic of these philosophers. They've told us Jesus is no longer existing. They told us it's just baldadash and nonsense serving God. They've told us worshiping God and serving God does not lead to any blessing. They've told us it's a waste of time and your resources when you give to God. In fact, they are deceiving you and taking the money that your hard-earned money. They forget the principle that a seed produced them. And the scripture cannot be broken. For as long as you want a harvest, you must be willing to sow seed. The Bible says, be careful not to be taken and be sucked in. If you are the precipice of believing a lie that God does not exist, you are at the verge of believing a lie of being sucked in to the vortex of a circle of friends that tell you the philosophy of, you know, I don't know what it is now. Self in whatever it, they call it. Self-discovery. That is what I feel, what I want. Nobody can tell me what to do. No God can tell me what to do. No church can tell me what to do. It's a lie from the pit of hell and God saw it and Paul warned us. He said, please be careful so that you do not become a captive to their philosophy. And the Bible calls it also empty deceit based on human tradition. Based on the elements of this world. Rather, let your hopes, your plans, and your expectations be built on Christ. For the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ. The entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ. The question I'd like to ask each of us this morning is this. What does tradition represent in your life? What's the traditions of man? The traditions of culture. The traditions you've built over time that is holding you back from the new thing God wants to take you to. Every one of us 
human beings were creatures of tradition. Each and every one of us were creatures of tradition. In fact, every marriage, every home, there are traditions in every home that has been built over time. And God wants me to tell you, maybe you need to break some traditions for you to be able to access the new thing God wants to do in your life. Because tradition, as good and beautiful as it is, it can also become a major stronghold. For the Jews in the time of old, because they knew the tradition of worship laid down by Moses, they could never come to accept Jesus. Up till now, they are still blinded by that tradition. They can't believe God has moved past the traditions of Moses. And that the fullness of God bodily dwells and rests in Christ. Because of the tradition handed over to them by their fathers and their forefathers, they've refused the Lord of salvation. In the book of Acts chapter number 14, the Bible tells us a story there of Paul in Lystra. The Bible says, Paul came to Lystra and when they got to that city, while he was preaching, he suddenly saw someone in the congregation that was staring right through him. The person was so full of faith, his eyes were bulging with revelation and understanding. You know, when someone hungry is taking in food, there's a way you can feel it. And he felt it. And the Bible said while he was preaching, suddenly he stopped, looked in his direction, and he commanded him in the name of Jesus, get up! And suddenly the man that was crippled suddenly stood up in the midst of the service. The whole place exploded. People started shouting and screaming. This cannot, this is not happening. The Bible said, and they began to worship them. And the Bible said, when Paul noticed, the Bible said he tore his clothes. He shouted at them. In Acts number 14 verse 11, the Bible said when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in their local dialect, these men are gods. They are gods in human form. They are not human beings. And they decided that Barnabas was the Greek god Zeus and Paul was Hermes since he was the chief speaker. Because they had a god or gods. They had a temple not far from where Paul and Barnabas stood to preach, where they worshipped their gods. They just typically, because it was their tradition. In fact, the Bible said they ran, they brought bullocks, full-grown animals, to come and kill at the feet of Paul. 
And Paul screamed and he shouted. He said, please, please, please don't do this. In fact, he was so hurt in his spirit that he tore his clothes. We're human beings. We're ordinary human beings. We're not gods. Oh, I just paused when I was reading the scripture. And I said to myself, what a wonder. Do you know that if, do you know that if it had been, I was introduced as apostle today. I think I got a new title. If it had become, if it had been, we apostles, we will sit down there. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm a man of God. Bring the, you know. And people would come worshiping us. We've become demigods to the people. We've made bread out of people that Jesus died for. It's become so bad that some of us, we don't eat where people are now because we want to sell a lie that we are always in the spirit, we are always fasting, that we don't eat normal food, we just eat the word of God. If I were to ask you, when was the last time you saw a pastor eat? I remember eating with some people and they were so excited. I said, what do you think? Do you think I don't eat? They thought it was a privilege to sit down and eat with me. We've made gods out of ourselves. We've created a mystery and mystified the office so that people start shaking. They will start shaking. When they stand before us, oh, the anointing is moving. It's because it's the tradition and they believe the lie. Oh, there is a place for absolute respect for the calling and the office. But the truth of it, ladies and gentlemen, at best, every man of God is still a man. And man, at its best, were limited. We're full of flaws. We're a work in progress. God is not through with us yet. The Bible tells us in this scripture, Acts chapter 14, it says that we, Paul, cried out instantly. He stopped it. Instantly, he says, you cannot do that. We've got to give glory to God. We are men like you. It is God that is at work. And if you believe him, that same God will do greater works through you. That same God will raise the dead through you. That same God will heal the crippled through you. But strange enough, when you go to verse 14 of Acts chapter number 14, 18, I'm sorry, of Acts 14, so you would understand how steep, deep, 
tradition can be. How it can lead to bondage. The Bible said even after Paul warned them, Barnabas cried to them, they tore their clothes. The Bible said, but even with these words, Paul and Barnabas could scarcely restrain the people. Even with these words, it was impossible. Church, my burden this morning, my prayer this new year 2024, is that whatever traditions of man, whatever lies we've been taught in college, either by those smart professors, because every student adores their teacher. I still remember my teacher when I was in elementary school. It was later when I became an adult that I found out that the man was not a giant. He wasn't really tall. In fact, I was taller than him. So every student, including my son here that plays basketball, when I say, this is how you need to play the basketball, he will say, no, no, no. The teacher said, my coach said, so when I met the coach, I said, please help me tell him what I want because he believes you more than me. Every lie that those unbelieving teachers have sold to our children. Every lie they've told them from elementary school. Now they teach them all sorts of strange doctrines. Laced with the educational syllabus. Up to college. Masters and PhD programs. They are smart, intelligent by the book. But they are foolish in spiritual things. May God remove the seed of those deposits Amen. from our hearts and the hearts of our children in the name of Jesus Christ. God must break us free from those traditions. Every bondage of tradition. Do you know some of us, we were raised never to look an adult in the eye. So you now get into Fortune 500 company. Every old person you see, you do like this. And they keep writing you off. The promotion due your name, they pass it on to someone that is not as smart as you are. Because you've been trained not to question an adult. You've been trained not to look them in the eye. They didn't know that that's how you were trained. They think you are timid insecure and you lack confidence. Every negative tradition that has held us back and limited us, you've been praying against demons. You fasted and prayed, but there are simple traditions God wants to move you away from. Not to become obnoxious and disrespectful, dishonorable, but to honor God because the spirit of God by himself he's not a disrespectful spirit. If it's the move of the spirit you are following, that same move of the spirit 
will teach you how to honor, how to respect, and most importantly, to love. Church, I'm going to close this morning by sharing with us this video clip. I want you to watch this video clip and I'll tell you why. While I was preparing for the crossover service, I was not in church, so I never saw all the plans and everything that were put together. But in my room, I began to see myself. I saw myself on this platform and I saw two people dancing. And God began to show me and tell me stuff from this side to that side and he began to speak to me about what he expects from us this year 2022. I want us to watch this dance by blessing and favor at the crossover night. I want three people sincerely, please. Nothing, don't try to look for scriptures. Just tell me what you see. And I'll put it in perspective. How God wants us to use this in our walk, in our journey, in our understanding of the move of the Spirit of God in our lives this year. Please, I want us to watch this video clip from Crossover Service.
So what did you see? Any? Yes. Oh, that's a baby. <laughs> they moved freely. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. I didn't see libration there. But <laughs> sorry. What, I'm sorry, please. What did you mean by libration? They were free. Freedom. Okay, good, good. Yes. But that's a little deep, please. I want us to just, just what you saw. Yes, sir. Coordination. Sorry, say it again, sir. I know elders don't speak loud, but um, <laughs> coordination, thank you. They were in sync, right? Yes, sir. They did not break their ranks. They moved together. Anybody else? There was unity. Someone said unity, right? Every movement had a purpose. I need someone from upstairs. Yes, sir. I need someone from the balcony and someone from the lighthouse hall. They had passion. Thank you. Thank you, Yemi. Okay. They had trust. They trusted each other. Now, everything that you said, that you saw, including liberation, is exactly how God wanted us or wants us to move with him this year. As he moves, we move. Blessing had, um, I, I, I'm not good with colors, had a uh, different color, our hair, was different. I don't know, is it an attachment I'll say now, but <laughs> our hair. So I'm not supposed to say that. Okay. Her braids. Okay. <laughs> Blessing, please, you know I love you. <laughs> I won't do that to you. So, the color of the air was different. That's what I saw first. And God wants me to tell you, one of them represents God. The other represents you. When you move in sync with God, you have the liberty he talked about. When you move in sync with God, there is unity with the spirit. Doesn't matter what your seasons may be. There will be absolute total peace and stability. Because you are hooked up with him. Amos 3.3 says this and I'll close. He said except two people walk together in sync. Except there is agreement between two people, he said they can't walk together. The plan of God for us this year at church is to be 
like the dance we just watched to walk with him to dance with him to act with him to unleash purpose as he releases us shall we rise if you are here this morning You know this God by the hearing of the hear. Oh, we know about him. But you don't even have any idea at all about the move of God. Yesterday is like today. Today is going to be like tomorrow. You don't know what the heavens are saying. You can't hear the voice of the Spirit of God. For some of us, like Elijah by the side of a mountain, all you can see is just the fire, the earthquake, and the wind. We've become so deaf. Our ears have been blocked. We can't hear the still small voice of God. This year, he wants a change. And I want us to please open our hearts. The foundation to understanding the moves of God, to hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, is asking him to be your Lord and your Savior. The foundation, the beginning is rededicating our lives to Christ. It's a new year. We can start afresh. There is nothing impossible for this God. Absolutely nothing is impossible for him to do. All we can do is simply ask him to be our Lord and our Savior. Surrender our lives to him. And so when we read that confession, as you move, I will move. It will make sense. It will carry purpose. I want all eyes closed, please. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. From the bottom of my heart To the depths of my soul Yes, Lord Completely, yes My soul says yes I want us to say yes to the Lord today in the year 2022, we would say yes to him. In all our ways, we would say yes to him. Wherever he leads, we would say yes to him. Not to a religion. Not to a tradition. Not to a denomination. Not even to a pastor or a reverend or a bishop. Let's say yes to the Lord the author of our lives, 
the Alpha and the Omega. The one that knows the end in December from this January. When your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart I'll agree my answer will be yes Lord yes I say can we do it slowly let's do it solemnly church yes yes Lord Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Spirit speaks to me. With my whole heart, I'll agree. And my answer will be yes, Lord. I say yes, Lord. To your will and to your ways, I say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart, I'll agree. And my answer Lord, yes. I want every one of us, everybody on this campus, everyone watching online all over the world, I want you to say these words after me. This is a pivotal moment. God brought us to this point for a reason, for a purpose. I want all of us to say these words with me, please. In the name of the Father, and the name of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I say yes to the Lord. I say yes to His will. I say yes to His ways. Yes to, yes in my soul. Yes in my spirit. Yes in my heart, I surrender to you. I rededicate my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, help me, help me, help me to move with the move of the Spirit. I will not move behind, I will not move ahead. I will move with you in the name of Jesus. So help me God. Amen. Let's put those hands together, GCH. Let's have our seats in his presence. Thank you so much for being a part of our message today. If you enjoyed the message, I want to encourage you to like it or share it on social media. You can also jump on our website, www.dch.church. 
and click the given link to help us spread the word and the good news all over the world. Stay connected and God bless you. Have a great week.